For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Believe in Sports Business. My name is Fred Wall, and happy to have you aboard. We're with you almost every week here. And, of course, listen to all the shows on Believe. And, of course, you could email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Happy to have Artie Source back with us again, former kicker for USC and Los Angeles Rams and the guy that runs Galaxy Sports. And, Artie, welcome again to the show. Thanks, Fred. Great to be on board. All right, so I think three weeks ago you come back for homecoming. And uh, the next week, of course, the Trojans of USC get beat 56-24 by Oregon. I said before that I really thought that uh, Clay Helton's uh, job might be on the line in the Oregon game. I think you disagreed. What do you think now? Well, you know, he made some crucial mistakes in that ball game right before half not squibbing the ball down the field when they got within seven of a really good Ducks team. You know, small things seem to be happening. They just lost another great recruit, Ron Yeri, son of tight end, decided he's going to uh, not go to USC. So things are kind of falling apart on the fringe. The new athletic director is going to make the choice. He said he's going to wait till the end of the year. I think that's a rational move on their behalf. But what really bothers me is, you know, USC for years had dominant football programs. You know, you go back to John McKay winning four national championships, John Robinson winning one and tying for another, and then, of course, Pete Carroll having that great run. And then it just seemed as though they they went to this unproven formula of bringing ex-players back to run an athletic department. When professional athletic directors make a career doing this, Fred, and I think that's what led him astray. All right, so let me throw you something. The name Urban Meyer comes up all the time, but when he left Ohio State, there was a lot of heat uh, based on the uh, Zach Smith situation, his uh, former assistant coach uh, with the Buckeyes. So is that the guy that Artie would want, or do you want maybe a clean slate? You know, if, if Urban Meyer wanted a coach at USC, he sat down with Carroll the new president, and Mike Bond, the new AD, and let them know that he might have learned his lesson. The guy's a three-time national champion. He's a proven winner. Um, you know, my big question is, does he really want that job? Does anybody really want that job, Fred? Because it comes with a hell of a lot of pressure. You know, you lose, you can go 11-2 uh, and two and lose to Notre Dame and UCLA, and people in L.A. think you're a bum. The Trojan alumni group is a tough crew. Sort of like uh, Gary Cunningham and people who replaced John Wooden, no matter how many games they won, it didn't really matter. You can't be John Wooden. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gene Barstow did a hell of a job. Yeah. Um, You know, you go back throughout the years, then they brought in Larry Brown. Larry Brown won a title, and they acted like he was, you know, chopped liver. (laughs) It's tough when you replace legends. 
But in this particular situation, this whole dilemma runs far deeper than just the football program. The athletic department, the university, they need to transform and get back to transparency. And they have done a great job academically getting the school back online. But let's face it, college football without a powerful USC, without a good UCLA team, you know, it makes the West Coast very, very dull. You know, like they say, the Pac-12 after dark. All right, Artie, I know you're a gambler of hearts and sorts and whatever. I'm putting you on the spot. A, Clay Helton comes back, yay or nay? Nay. Okay, you said it. Thousands are listening to you right here on Believe on Sports Business, and uh, we'll go on and from there. And it's not Clay Helton, honestly. Friends, the man's a good guy. It seems like the players like him. But I have a dilemma with coaches, and here's one of them. Okay. Offensive coordinators need to be offensive coordinators. Defensive coordinators need to be defensive coordinators. Great head coaches are few and far between, and there is a huge difference between the head man, being the head man, and being a coordinator. We can go back through history with the Norval Turners, the Paul Hackett's, you know, great offensive minds, but there's a special kind of guy to be a head football coach. Even Ed Orgeron, who's got the number one team in the country, it took him a decade to learn how to be a head coach. Hey, that was going to be my next question. With Coach O doing so well with LSU, does that put added pressure on Clay Helton? I believe it did. I really do. You know, and i got to tell you something. Coach O reminds me of an old coach I had at USC by the name of Marv Gu. Sure. And these are special individuals who bleed, you know, tiger, golden, purple. I mean, when, when, when SC had a chance to get Eddie Orgeron, what a recruiter, what a motivator. I mean, you know, it's like Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> when he talks. <laughs> but, but, I mean, the guy, the guy just has passion for the game. And, Fred, in football, there's a lot to be said for a little passion. All right, it's already source of Galaxy Sports and a former kicker for the uh, USC Trojans and the L.A. Rams. Before we talk about the Rams, tell us a little bit about uh, Galaxy Sports right here on Belief. Well, Galaxy Sports has been doing fantastic. We offer a little bit of a different view of sports. We try to get a, a geographic location, look at sports from different parts of the country. We try to expose parts of sports like the horse racing issue that's going on at Santa Anita. We've been talking a lot about, you know, lately the NCAA allowing these kids to make some money. But one of my questions on that is, Fred, if I'm wearing an Under Armour uh, uniform, does Under Armour get paid in, in my commercial? How, do they, how, do they, how are they going to delineate all that? It's going to be very interesting. It really is. And, and again, the state of California, of course, uh, uh, pushed the NCAA's hand. But then the NCAA, you know, after reading this stuff, I'm not sure the NCAA's A said anything. And uh, we have, I guess, until 2023 for the California thing to come into existence. Other states, I think four or five other states have uh, thought about it. I know New York has, Florida has, a couple other states also. So we'll see how that works out. Folks, you are listening to Believe Sports Business. My name is Fred Wallen. You can email us sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. We're with Artie Source, who kicked for USC, and he kicked for the Rams. Let's move on to the pro side of things. I know $135 million isn't doesn't go as far as it used to, but uh, when I saw Jared Goff at Cal, 
I said, okay, he'll be an okay quarterback in the National Football League. But you can't go one week, throw 78 yards in total off in passing, and then one week, 350, and then the horrendous game uh, last week uh, in a game that uh, they should have won. The Steelers are playing better, but the Steelers are not better than the Rams in talent. You're coming about Jared Goff, and uh, did the Rams make a mistake in giving him 135? And in his case, a lot of that's guaranteed, unlike a lot of the other contracts in the National Football League. Well, you know, Fred, he's ranked 14th in the league in the quarterback rating. He's got an 82.7 ranking. He's completed just over 60% of his passes, 11 TDs, and eight interceptions. Those are numbers that are middle-of-the-pack numbers. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. And, and I know, you know, I was at the game at Heinz Field Sunday. And to be perfectly blunt, I, I don't know what's happened to Sean McVay. I know they, they missed Brandon Cooks in terms of vertically challenging the field. But they, they never took any shots deep in the game. And for that matter, neither did the Steelers. And, I mean, I come from old school Al Davis, Sid Gilman football, where once you challenge the field vertically as an offense, that makes the defensive backs and the linebackers have to think, you know, hey, they may be going deep here. And that opens things up so you can hand the ball to Gurley. You can, you can hit your, your tight end. Um, very poorly, poorly coached game. And, you know, the Steelers have really been galvanized with this acquisition of their safety, Micah Fitzpatrick. What a ball player he has been, you know, on this this four-game, five-game winning streak for the Steelers. You know, I'm not any longer a Ram fan, but a lot of my friends are Steelers fans. But the one thing I can say, and you were there at Heinz, I watched it on TV. I thought that was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life. Without a doubt, Fred. Fred, it seemed like you couldn't go three plays without something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was ridiculous. And in the stadium, when it's 42 degrees, and cold, believe me, the last thing you need are TV timeouts and then 30 penalties. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing, one of the announcers, uh, I think, uh, uh, Daryl Johnson, I think, uh, former Cowboy fullback, said um, they have to be more consistent. And, and that's the thing. And this new, uh, you, know, you know, where you can throw a flag. If they don't call interference, you can throw the flag. If they do call interference, the officials were not consistent. Sometimes when you just barely touched a wide receiver, you got called. Another time, you clobbered them. They didn't call it. And again, as a TV yeah. viewer, I, I started going back to other. I went to other games because it got sickening. And as you just said, at 42 <laughs> degrees in Hines, I, you had no other choice, so you were stuck there. But yeah. uh, uh, you know, I agree with you, Fred. The thing that kind of bothers me is, you know, the best NFL referees are now sitting in in uh, press boxes, working for the networks. You know, going over how poorly these games are being officiated. But they should be down there doing the game. But uh, then again, you know, when you're breaking in seven new referees, which the NFL is doing this year, you're going to have a little bit of a problem. Now, here's something I found out just recently from a a source of mine in the NFL offices. Um, The NFL is going very close to doing the 17-game season, according to what, what my source says. So keep your eyes out for that one, Fred. Well, when I was growing up, there were six preseason games and 12 regular season games. Now there's four preseason games and 16 regular season games, although it's a 17-week season. Now I guess they're saying they want to go to a 17-week season. 
what could cut down to two or three preseason games, which would be okay, since they're charging full price. If you buy a season ticket, you get, you're stuck with the the preseason when a lot of the stars aren't even playing. So uh, here's the sad part of that, Fred. A lot of the young guys could really use those preseason games. Yeah. I mean, when I was playing, I mean, I had tryouts with the Steelers. You know, hooked on with the Rams on the taxi squad. The Raiders. I tried out for the Broncos and the Bills. If it wasn't for six or seven preseason games, I would have never, ever been heard of. So, I mean, I see both ends of that, and I know, you know, money being what propels the, the world of sports. You know, I just I wonder if they're going to raise the roster, though, because, you know, that extra game, you see how many guys go down, yeah. you know, over a 16-, 17-game season. 100% correct. Uh, folks, it's uh, Sports Business Los Angeles right here on Believe. That's Artie Source, former kicker for the Ram, Rams and USC. I, I didn't kick quite as well. My name is Fred Wallen. I'll kick on the radio, though, uh, sometimes. Chargers, Phillip Rivers, 37 years of age, blames teammates. He played horribly. Your comments. You know, Philip Rivers, usually in November and December over the years, has been money in the bank. But I watched him play very closely in that last ball game, and I'm telling you, that arm is getting weaker and weaker. I mean, when he starts dropping down sideways and flipping that ball, he just doesn't have the zip he had on the ball three, four, five years ago, in my opinion, Fred. And, you know, it's... You know, these guys are so fast now in the secondary in the NFL. It, it makes a huge difference. you got to have a little zip on that old that old zinger, baby. And he looks like he's throwing change-ups out there to Keenan Allen and the fellas. So what about 32-year-old Colin Kaepernick? He's going to get his shot Saturday. <laughs> but, you know, I read something really interesting on that today, you know. Saturday, you know, most of the scouts in the NFL are watching college players yeah. Playing their game. Yeah. You know, so I mean, really, how many people are going to be in Flowery Branch just outside of Atlanta at the Falcons training facility? I heard there's seven teams right now that have said they want to see him play. And, you know, I said this three years ago the guy can play quarterback. The new trend in the NFL is escapability. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, go down the list. The quarterbacks that can do it, Kyler Murray. You've got to be able to get out of there when the heat's on and buy that second to allow that helter-skelter in the secondary. You can find a guy, or like Russell Wilson did against the Niners on Monday Night Football, zip your way down for 20 yards, and now you've got a game-winning field goal try. That's, that's something that I think guys like Jalen Hurts, a couple other college guys, they're, they're going to be in huge demand because the game of football is changing in front of our eyes. Already in our last 90 seconds or so, let's switch to baseball. Garrett Cole's a free agent. He was an Angel fan growing up. He went to USC. Uh, I think the Angels are going to make an offer. Are the Dodgers? Uh, I know he went to UCLA. I, 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 I know that uh, the Angels are going to make an offer. Uh, will the Dodgers spend enough uh, to make a real offer for a guy like Garrett Cole? Because Clayton is no longer even a two-starter. He's probably a three-starter. Bueller's probably a two-starter. Don't they need a number one starter? I don't know. I think the guy with the best ERA in the National League is uh, their big Korean left-hander. Ryu, he had yeah. a hell of a year. I mean, you know, he does have an injury background. You know, I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I think the Dodgers have enough 
in their system with the big right hand or the red head. Maze. Um, yeah, I think I think I would work on getting me a couple of young guys. They need help in the bullpen, Fred. Closer. You know, I mean, it'd be great to add a starter, but at what cost? I mean, they're already, you know, what, $260 million in payroll? I want to see the Angels get Garrett Cole. I'd also like to see the, uh, you know, as I look at the Dodgers, honestly, I think the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball, you know, and and I I don't understand, you know, to me, I don't see why they would want to go out. They got a new pitching coach, Mark Pryor's taking over for Rick Honeycutt. Right. That's That's kind of an interesting thing. Um, you know, who in that division is really going to give them a run for their money? I mean, Gabe Kapler's the new manager in San Francisco. I don't see that happening. You know, I, I think the Angels really need to make the splash the splash move. The Jerry Cole in Anaheim Stadium, along with Mike Trout, would, would get Mike Trout into a position where maybe we'll get to see him in October. Artie Source, uh, you're the only guy ever who has felt sorry for the Dodgers' financial situation since they make $350 million up front uh, from, from Time Warner, now Spectrum TV. So you've got 30 seconds to change your mind and not feel sorry for them. Well, you know, I don't feel sorry for them. I'm just saying you've had the team they've had the last seven years. And you got some gods to show for it. I don't know what to tell you, kid. <laughs> Artie, we'll talk to you Friday night on Sports Overnight America. Have a great couple of days, and uh, we'll talk to you then. You're the greatest friend. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Artie Source, a uh, good friend and a uh, fine kicker for USC and uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm Fred. I kicked in – well, where did I kick? Uh, you know, I was – this is no joke. I played tailback in, in touch and flag football, and they assumed I, I could – I could play pretty well. I could really catch when I played wide receiver. The one thing I couldn't do is kick. So one day our kicker was out. They presumed I could kick. My first kick went 12 yards. Thank you very much. Folks, you've been listening to Believe on Sports Business. Listen to this show all the time. Listen to all the shows on Believe. And, of course, you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Mario, thank you very much for putting it together. And we'll see you soon again on Believe. Bye, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.